The Arkansas Court of Appeals decided one probate and estate planning case this week. In Ray Estate of David P. Shockley, deceased, 2021, ARC App 326. The Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed a probate court's final distribution order because choice of law principles mandated Arkansas law applied, and not that of Texas, in determining beneficiaries of a wrongful death and underinsured motorist claim. The wrongful death settlements followed. Decedent, an Arkansas resident, was killed when his tractor-trailer struck another which overturned in front of him. The parties in the Arkansas probate case were his three sisters, Appley, who lived in Missouri, and Appellants, both of whom lived in Arkansas. The wreck happened in Texas. Judge Hickson, in reversing and remanding, considered choice of law principles and ruled the Arkansas Wrongful Death Act, Art Code and Section 1662-102, applied, by which the appellants were statutory beneficiaries. The court therefore reversed the final distribution order and remanded so the probate court could reconsider distribution of the survival and wrongful death settlements. The court then set out the facts of the case. David Shockley died on August 13, 2017, in a motor vehicle accident on Interstate 40 West in Wheeler County, Texas. The accident occurred when a tractor-trailer traveling in front of Shockley's tractor-trailer crossed into the median and, upon re-entering the highway, overturned on its left side, blocking both lanes. Shockley's tractor-trailer collided with the overturned tractor-trailer, causing a fire, and Shockley died in the wreckage. Shockley was a resident of Boone County, Arkansas, and died testate. Shockley was unmarried and had no children. His only heirs were his three sisters, Appley Glenda Bassett and appellants Tammy Davis and Alice Barkley. Shockley's will nominated Glenda as executor and the will bequeathed all of Shockley's estate to Glenda. On August 17, 2017, Glenda filed a petition in the probate division of Boone County Circuit Court requesting that Shockley's will be admitted, admitted to probate and that Glenda be appointed as executor to administer the estate. The petition stated that Shockley's heirs are his three sisters, Glenda, Tammy, and Alice. On the same day, the trial court entered an order admitting the will to probate and appointing Glenda as executor. End of quote. The opinion explained possible causes of action in a death case under Arkansas law. If it was a survival action, proceeds go to the decedent's estate. If a wrongful death claim, proceeds go to statutory beneficiaries but are not a part of the estate. Quote from the court, There are actually two different causes of action in these scenarios, and the differences are important. The first cause of action is a survival action under Art Code and Section 1662-101. The second cause of action is a wrongful death action under Art Code and Section 1662-102. In the survival action under Section 1662-101, the estate may recover damages for things such as medical bills, conscious pain and suffering, funeral expenses, and loss of life damages. Damages recovered under a survival action become an asset of the estate and are distributed under the terms of the decedent's will if the decedent died testate, as he did here. In the wrongful death action under Art Code and Section 1662-102b, 
The wrongful death action is brought by and in the name of the personal representative of the deceased person on behalf of the statutory beneficiaries. Although the claim is brought by the personal representative of the state, the damages belong to the statutory beneficiaries personally and not the estate. Subsection D1 provides that the beneficiaries are the surviving spouse, children, father, mother, brothers, and sisters of the deceased person. Subsection E provides that no part of any recovery under the wrongful death statute shall be subject to the debts of the deceased or become in any way part of the assets of the deceased estate. Damages under the wrongful death statute include mental anguish and grief normally associated with the loss of a loved one. See Art Code and Section 1662-102-F. Thus, under Arkansas law, there are two separate claims that encompass different types of damages and different beneficiaries. Pertinent to this case, damages recovered in a survival action would go to Shockley's estate and be distributed solely to Glenda subject to Shockley's creditors under the terms of Shockley's will. On the other hand, damages recovered in a wrongful death action would go to Shockley's statutory beneficiaries, which include Glenda, Tammy, and Alice. As will become evident in our discussion infra, it is also important to note a fundamental difference between Arkansas and Texas wrongful death law in this regard. Under Arkansas law, Statutory beneficiaries of a wrongful death action include the decedent's sisters. See Art Code and Section 1662-102-D1. Under Texas law, however, the statutory heirs to a wrongful death claim are limited to the surviving spouse, children, and parents of the deceased. Statutory heirs do not include siblings. See Texas Civil Practice and Remedies Code Annotated, Section 71.004. Thus, if Texas wrongful death law is applied, Shockley's sisters would not be wrongful death beneficiaries, and any recovery of damages could go only to Shockley's estate, of which Glenda is the sole beneficiary. On September 21, 2017, the trial court entered an order approving the attorney employment contract, and that order stated that petitioner further deems employment of counsel is in the best interest of the decedent's estate and of the beneficiaries under the Arkansas Wrongful Death Act. End of quote. Glenda then reached a settlement of $1 million, the policy limits, for the liability case, and later settlement of the underinsured motorist claim for $637,500. In the first petition, Glenda stated that petitioner deems this proposed compromise settlement to be in the best interest of the estate of the decedent and its beneficiaries. The trial court concluded the settlement was in the best interest of the estate. In the UIM settlement, Glenda stated it was for David P. Shockley, deceased, and any and all statutory beneficiaries of the estate of David P. Shockley, deceased, as well as anyone else pursuant to the Arkansas wrongful death statutes. This release and wrongful death settlement agreement specifically contemplates release of all claims for wrongful death benefits. The Court of Appeals held that the probate court erred in applying Texas law and excluding the two sisters, the choice of law was determinative in this case and required reversal. Quote from the court, 
In our de novo review of the trial court's order, we hold that clear error occurred in a failing to apportion damages to the estate and to the three beneficiaries pursuant to the Arkansas Wrongful Death Act. We conclude that the Arkansas Wrongful Death Act should have been applied by the trial court. The first factor is predictability of results. Here, the decedent resided in Arkansas at the time of his death, and two of the three parties involved in this litigation reside in Arkansas. None of the parties live in Texas, nor was there any evidence of any significant contacts with that state. Moreover, Glenda opened the probate action in Arkansas, and no probate action nor any other proceeding was ever initiated in Texas. The second factor is maintenance of interstate and international order. While we conclude that this factor is of no great concern here, it militates in favor of applying Arkansas law where most of the parties reside in Arkansas and none live in Texas. The third factor, simplification of the judicial task, is ordinarily not a paramount consideration because the law does not exist for the convenience of the court that administers it, but for society and its members. It does not appear here that either of the state's laws are favored under this consideration. The fourth factor, however, is the advancement of the form's governmental interest. This consideration weighs heavily in our analysis because of the mere tangential nature of the party's connection with Texas. Other than being the occurrence of the accident site, Texas lacks any significant link to this litigation. Glenda, an Arkansan, availed herself of the Arkansas courts using Arkansas attorneys to procure the settlements on behalf of the wrongful death beneficiaries. Simply put, Texas has few, if any, governmental interest in this case because no citizen of Texas is involved. The final consideration is the application of the better rule of law. In analyzing this consideration in another case, the Supreme Court, citing the Restatement Second of Conflict of Laws, Sections 175, stated that in an action for wrongful death, the local law of the state where the injury occurred determines the rights and liabilities of, of the parties, unless, with respect to the particular issue, some other state has a more significant relationship to the occurrence and the parties, in which event the local law of the other state will be applied. Here, there is a more significant relationship with Arkansas than Texas. Moreover, under Texas law, Shockley would have no remaining beneficiaries, whereas under Arkansas law, his three surviving sisters would have a claim to the wrongful death proceeds. We conclude that this final factor also weighs in favor of applying Arkansas law to the settlement proceeds. Having considered and weighed all five choice-influencing considerations, we are convinced that the Arkansas Wrongful Death Act must be applied to this case. It is patently clear that Arkansas has a much greater relationship to the parties and litigation involved, and under the circumstances presented, it would be unjust to apply Texas law to the settlement proceeds that were recovered under Arkansas law. We reverse and remand for further proceedings to decide the parties' respective rights and apportion the survival action damages and the wrongful death damages in accordance with the Arkansas Wrongful Death Act. End of quote. End of decision.